Welcome to Greed Watch 2018, a Common Rider O's recap podcast. My name's Coriander Dickinson, and I have with me Josh A. Kagan. I'm drinking a pint glass of rosé. And Adam Wasserman. I'm drinking a very tall Arnold Palmer. I have a beer of some sort brewed by my partner. Ian, what's in the right tap? We think it's red. Okay. Red beer? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, at least you didn't get the wrong tap. That would have been bad. The other tap's out. (laughs) It just releases toxic gas. (laughs) You chose poorly. (laughs) It's just the air from a grocery store. Oh, no. It's the worst air. I don't want any of it. Exactly. (laughs) This is episode 35, Dreams, a Brother, and Birth's Secret. Hey. Yeah. That's our title as well. So we start at an event at Fashion College. Well, no, I, I, we we eventually get there. We replay the uh, as they do every week. They replay, uh, you know, here's what happened last week. But they do give a little extra shoe leather to replaying that owl destruction again because it is sweet as shit. Oh yeah, it was very good. Best explosion of the series so far. And then we are at a fashion show. A fashion show featuring bold thighs, question mark. The exact quote is from one of the judges. It doesn't matter if the silhouette of the thighs are bold, which is exactly the kind of thing I would write if somebody was like, write somebody who knows about fashion. And I was like, well, I'm certainly not going to do any research. I wonder what sort of thing they would say. I really appreciate the top end of this look where there's a reverse hood for like storing snacks in <laughs> yes i mean i'm all in favor of bold thighs personally so we get shots of the audience people hmm ha huh, fashion catwalk vogue and we get chioko <laughs> <laughs> just just losing it she's just like oh my god hina oh my god i'm so glad we came And Hina is participating in the fashion show because, as we all know from the previous 34 episodes, (laughs) Hina's number one passion and dream in life is uh, to design Western clothes. Why, I can't think of an episode that hasn't gone by, lo, these 34 half hours of television that I've watched where she's not sewing or talking about clothing or reading fashion magazines or, hang on. Hang on, I'm getting past something right now. (laughs) Oh, my mistake. Uh, Apparently our our boys in the booth checked this. Hina has never talked about this. (laughs) Also, judging by at least the first page of her sketchbook, it looks like she has been designing fashions for Fist of the North Star. It really does. 100%. But then AG shakes his little tush on the catwalk. Yeah, on the catwalk. No, wait. First of all, Ankh is dismissive of Hina's dreams, and Chiyoko is like, don't be like that, man. Dreams are important. Why did they bring Ankh? Was it was it to further his, his civilization tour? Because Hina like, wanted learn her how brother to, act to be in there. Proper yeah. society? Gosh. Now, I think I think Ina just wants her brother's body there in the hope that <laughs> something... No, I'm, I'm serious. I'm so glad you didn't stop that sentence a little earlier. Yes. She wants her brother's body. Who doesn't? She wants her brother's body there in the hope that as some sort of meat receptacle, like her... <laughs> okay, her, okay. Her, Josh? Yeah? Phrasing Josh, please. Just stop. My mistake. My mistake. 
Can you can you put it as non grossly as possible? You know what? My mistake, you guys. I know stepcest is real big right now. Let me start. The term is faucest, you heathen. Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> I stand corrected. He no wants Ankh there because Ankh has forcibly inserted himself in her brother's body repeatedly onto onto, not into onto he is a glove and you know what they say oh you're right you're right my mistake Corey. the brother has inserted himself into onk and he's been forcibly inserted into onk Look, they're all there. And all uh, that's important is that AG looks like a cross between like Blade Runner and Cats. Yeah, he's he's some kind of urban samurai. Lots of layers, lots of different fabrics mixed. His hair is done up. He's got little doodles on his face. And he like does his little common Rider henshin poses down the catwalk. All up into the the man from France's face. It almost doesn't look like him. I was like, oh, I I guess it was him at first. I guess that's Agey. And it was. His outfit is so ridiculous. I guess it's a contest to see who could make the most ridiculous outfit. uh, Because (laughs) first girl didn't get the memo then. (laughs) Well, perhaps not. uh, Because he wins. And another lady comes in second. And I will be referring to her as second place lady because I did not write down her name. And she is mad. Yeah. Her, Her name is Shoko. Hina's name gets called. And she's like, yeah, congratulations, Hina. And then Hina walks away and she's like, please die. And then she ends up being number two, which, as we all know, is the first loser. Are you a gym teacher? <laughs> are you, I, I are am you now. A, you, 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 wait, you throw stuff. To, you, it's like you went to stepfather school. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? You know what, Josh? You throw like a girl. Uh, I'm going into theater. Um, no, you are not. Walk it off. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm fine. It's, it's just as well. It was going to go somewhere bad. Ankh has, has a moment. Ankh has a weird Montclair moment. Something weird happens to him because everybody else is like, Hina, Hina's great. And then the screen goes all like Max Headroom and Ankh is like, uh, uh, congratulations. And everybody's like, Ankh, did you say something nice? And then it's back to regular uh, screen and uh, Ankh's like, I don't remember saying anything. Did I say anything? What is a Montclair moment? You know what, buddy? Yeah. I'm going to let you do the Google search for that and really enjoy yourself. All right. I'll be back in a minute. You don't okay, have to do it right. Time, it's the nope. first time you eat a Montclair. Nope. What's, I don't know what that is. That. Yep. Montclair. So the big thing that happens here Moment. is that Aunt cries and maybe it's just the, the pain of congratulating someone. Oh, it's oh, a cigarette. Really? Yes. Okay. And they were. Josh, and- how old are you? I mean, they're not from 1952. No, Montclair was like, they they had, for lack of the better word, these very campy ads where like John Waters types would hold up a cigarette and make an ooh face and be like, I'm having a Montclair moment. Uh, and they were very silly and they always made me laugh. Um, are, you sure not, are you sure their cigarettes are not poppers? Because they sound like poppers. To the best of my knowledge, I am not a tobacco guy. So uh, I, I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, maybe it could have been like a stealthy thing. Anyway, uh, Ankh uh, like expresses an emotion and he feels weird about it because he doesn't remember doing it. Or as Corey theorized, 
Uh, he feels he his body is rejecting him having an emotion. So he's like the Fonz when the Fonz tries to apologize. Mm. I was anyway. We follow the story outside. Runner up, second place, first loser is getting talked to by her father. Uh, he's like, "You failed. Now leave school forever. You promised. You're not good enough for school." That's a bad to promise leave. to make. And she throws out her loser award. Right in the trash. Slam dunk. Three points. And by the way, I, as someone who has watched every fucking episode of this series, I found myself thinking, lulled into a false security, oh, well, any minute some creepy crawly is going to come out of the woodwork and fucking shove a coin in her head and she's going to make it yummy. That does yeah, not. That's exactly. It does not happen. It does not happen. Right? What a taste. At this, at this juncture, that does not happen. The problem here is that Shoko made the classic blunder of, you know, somebody who got a little too excited at the track and she bet on herself to win instead of just place, in which case she would have been fine. That's a little racing, horse racing humor for all of our horse racing fans here at Greed Watch 2018. Sure. Pray, pray continue. Meanwhile, at the old amphitheater that we all love hanging out at. <laughs> this amphitheater shows up in a lot of uh, Kamen Rider and Sentai. Look, it's just a place, just a place to hang out. You go eat chicken by the fountain and you go talk to your bros at the amphitheater. There's free seating. There's a lot of free seating. Our old buddies, uh, Uva and Kazari, they meet up. They're hanging. They're, they're, they're having a convo. Just a very normal conversation where Uva's sitting there and then Kazari attacks him from off screen. Oh, yeah. That's a conversation. <laughs> and then Kazari's like, oh, I want to introduce you to somebody. Look, it's it's Ankh too. And I was like, oh, that's nice. He just realizes Uva hasn't met and he's just like being friendly. Turns out I was a little optimistic. They fight and they fight and Kazari and Ankh too take a core medal from Uva. And Uva's like, I'll go, I'll go. And then Ankh, too, is like, hey, I don't know where I am. Right? Like, he restored one of his red medals that they recovered from Uva. So maybe that should have fixed him. But nope. 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 Where nope. am I? So Uva. <laughs> I'm so alone. Uh, Uva is hiding in, like, a an old amphitheater alley. Uh <laughs> And, uh, you know, when he he just pulls out, you know, to, to kind of comfort himself, pulls out his Missoula and Gam, Gamble medals and he looks at him and he's like, hey, guys. Guys, I had a real rough day today. You like it when I read you my fan fiction, right? Let me just read you a selection here from this one that I've been working on. It's about Picard and Gandalf and their best friends. You got the medals! One, two, three! <laughs> <laughs> Today at the Couscousier, the theme is how great Hina is. It's my favorite one so far. Okay, can we talk about can we talk about Hina's fashion? Cause there's a it's a lot, and we've only seen three outfits. Cause Chiyoko and Hina are both wearing dresses and Eiji's still in his samurai thing, and there's just like Hina's like fantasy little blue riding hood. And Chiyoko's like... The one in the bubble? Uh, I don't even know. And the baby with the baboon heart? What? 
Yeah, like I feel like there's a lot of lot of bold choices being made, a lot of really strong colors. It's weird to mix silks this way, I think. As as, as Timothy Gunn, uh, star of of screen and fashion, would opine, Hina's offering up a lot of look, like a lot of look on everybody, and then taken together is just is, is a whole lot of look. Her capsule collection is busy. Uh, also, she has. Uh, she has pasted uh, two little, like, crystal pink hearts on her cheek, and it's real cute. Fashion. Turn to the left. Fashion. Turn to the right. ooh wah. We are the Goon Squad, and we're coming to town. Greed, greed. Beep, beep. beep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by uh, the way, I guess they had that party for 100 people, and it went great. Oh, presumably. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, no. Yeah. They were just hanging the batters now. The party's later. Oh. No, no, no. It went so well that they can. Chiyoko's like, oh, we don't even need a theme this week. We can make it Hina. It's fine. Meanwhile, the part, it's like, we this coast. is the party of 100 is for like their beloved uncle's funeral. And they come in and it's just like, <laughs> no. and it's a celebration of Hina. And they're like, we don't know who Hina is. And we miss our grandpa. <laughs> well, you Put know, these hearts you know on Hina your face. What's that? Her brother and Seamless. Her, and affection from her brother, which she attempts to get from Ankh with predictable results. It's like, hey, Ankh, you're possessing my dead brother. Uh, do you you have his memories, right? Like we confirmed this when you knew what like an iPhone was. <laughs> and and right before this, we get the sense or not get the sense because Ankh is just like, I feel weird and different. And maybe my body is or this body is. And then Hina cuts him off. So we're getting Going this, through puberty. Yes, we're getting the sense that maybe he's having uh, uh, Edwina back in bull uh, feelings with his uh, with his body. Wait, all of this- me. Yeah, I was going to say, is that an all of me reference? It is an all of me reference. I, okay, so I guess, I guess I am that old. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I'm a thousand. I mean, I got your reference. So what does that make me? So she's like, hey, can you just check if my brother's proud of me? And Ankh is like, hey, I got a different idea. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm busy with this ice pop. <laughs> oh. And just then fashion judge shows up. Hina, please marry me and come to France. <laughs> He definitely does not say that first part, but it is definitely implied. This is it's a it's a real this is a real potential for a Hina two moment uh, because he's just like, hey, just come to France and just study with me at my apartment in France. <laughs> yeah, join my join join my fashion tiger sex cult. <laughs> It's totally cool. I am going to change your name and you are going to have to dress as a tiger. Please call me Doc. And like everyone's crowding around her. Like, of course, she's going to say yes to this proposal because she's already disclosed that her dream is to go to France. She wants to make Western clothing overseas. Yeah. Like she's always wanted to. But guys, what about her brother? Uh, no. No. What if what if she's needed in some nebulous way? So she doesn't know. She doesn't know what to do, and she needs time to think about it. You can't come back from France. No, if something happens. No, it's one way. That tunnel, the tunnel. <laughs> like your, like the, your brother comes back to life. Like what happens you if your through. brother comes back to life? You'll never, you'll never be able to come back. He'll be like, "How dare you not be here when I return to life? You're dead to me." 
Like I was dead and you ignored me. Does Hina imagine that when she leaves Japan, it's like the Wizard of Oz and she's just like, <laughs> I can't turn this around. I don't know how it works. <laughs> Wait, so when does she, when she goes to France, is there more color or less? More. It's And it's saturated. It's very. Oh, okay. It's where her fashion designs fit. Yeah. Got it. Meanwhile, at the dump apartment yeah. trash alley <laughs> garbage, <laughs> garbage pile <laughs> at trash alley please include that in this week's episode title <laughs> meanwhile at trash alley maki's just walking around ruminating about trash like a fucking weirdo just like <laughs> oh hello trash you represent rejected dreams and then he finds the exact trophy of the person who came who was first loser to uh, Hina and puts a metal into an inanimate object and a fully formed unicorn fuckbag yummy comes out. And I don't remember this being a thing one can do. This explains how Maki makes his yummies. Because you know how we saw him tossing, tossing a coin into, into a candelabra and making a pterodactyl man, right? Oh, that's okay. Right. Do, okay, I do guess all can. candles turn into no, ter- pterodactyls? No, okay. So that he, was... okay, so like he made <sighs> an identical purple man pteranodon that was smooth, can, right? Can and I explain there, That means there was this, three please? total. Oh, like, can I explain like, this to you? Is, is Kasumaki running out of candlesticks? No, no Corey. He was making he was making those yummies out of his own des- his own desires. That's why the candelabras because they were his thing, and now he's making them out of somebody else's inanimate object, which is why it's not a pterodactyl anymore. It's but she unicorn. threw it away. When you throw something away, it's not yours anymore. Goodbye, right. problems. Ugh. No, it's imbued with her loser essence. It's imbued with her sorrow. Yeah. Okay, and her sorrow is a buff unicorn. Just a real strong yeah, unicorn. Exactly. It's just because, like raw because, punch because, a van. Because 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 um because Maki's greed are not based on a specific type of animal like a bug or a bird or whatever. They're mythical creatures except for the pterodactyls, which actually existed. But anyway. Okay, so 50% of the time they're not mythical creatures. (laughs) Look, they're animals that aren't around anymore at the very least. None of these animals are around. They're all terrifying. Okay, it is is a slight leap forward. (laughs) They're actually owls. It's a slight leap forward, but it is mentioned that this is a unicorn yummy and therefore it must be from the same place as dinosaurs. That, go to yeah, does, and we all know that, like, that from out. from the the unicorn song that like dinosaurs and unicorns coexisted. So this wait, checks out. As in, <laughs> wait, the unicorn song is in Cats and Rats and Elephants. Yep, they don't mention dinosaurs in that song. That's why you'll never see a dinosaur to this very day. Yeah, don't you remember yeah. how it's, it ends? It's things that didn't get on the boat. They don't. But don't you forget uh, my dinosaurs. Yeah, dinosaurs are dead. Unicorns may or may not have flown <laughs> off. To never never land, depending on which version of the song. You oh no no no, to. no! They actually just proved it. They proved it recently. There was a study at Columbia, and the unicorns ended up in Never Neverland. Oh, <laughs> yeah, lovely. Yeah, it was. A, there's been you know there's been so uh, so much other scientific and medical news that it hasn't really come through yet. But yeah, no. Anyway, what Buff Unicorn does is he materializes people's dreams and rips them in half, and then the people <laughs> without their dreams uh, walk like they poop themselves. It's true. 
First, he he punches a van and steals a small boy's medal, which he rips in half from his dreams from his head. This isn't a small boy. This is a, this seems to a be teen boy. a teen boy who is uh, obviously training for an Olympics that will never happen. Now, once you're out of university, it's like they're all babies. The exact progression is the unicorn grabs you and says, what is your dream? Your dream materializes like it was Wonka vision right in front of your head. And then the unicorn grabs it and rips it in half. And then you look like you had the poop pants. Oh, and then the unicorn disses you as he walks away and says, basically, like, have your dreams while you sleep. Chuckle fuck. Yeah, he shows up at like these two bros doing their acoustic guitar off and i thought he was going to smash the guitars oh but no he smashed their future dreams of like their platinum albums yes um and in my estimation in this case fine tough break japanese paul and storm i'm sorry that you that it's not gonna that it's not gonna work out for you but maybe you could just leave people alone while they're enjoying their chicken by the fountain I mean, they had attracted a small crowd of female about two, about two people who I'm going to assume were their girlfriends. This is small. Long-suffering, probably. Well, so anyway, not so wild stallions. They even printed those CDs. Like, they were trying to sell merch. They were. Yeah. And uh, they had dreams of, like, Billboard magazine or whatever the fuck in front of them. And the unicorn's just like, hey, fuck that, and rips them in half. Uh, they probably want to play at the Budokan or something. Date and Gota rock up. And at this point, yep. Date's like, is that a horse? And Goto's like, no, it is a mythical unicorn, much like the dinosaurs. I could watch these two nice boys argue about animals all day. Wouldn't you just watch like a show where they go to the zoo and Date misidentifies everyone? Oh. Daily. Daily I would watch that. I would, <laughs> right? yes, g- goofy etymology with, with Date and Goto. <laughs> You know, there's one where they just go to like the bird area and he just says it's everything's oh, a chicken. Oh my god, uh, oh my god, you guys. I want imagine <laughs> imagine Date and a narwhal. What? <gasps> he wouldn't he would he would pee. He would probably pee and poop at the same time and start crying and just be like, <laughs> it's too beautiful. <laughs> and goes Look, Goto, a unicorn whale. <laughs> And you know what? I think that would be the last episode because Date would be like, you know what, buddy? Yeah. I'm going to give this one to you. And they kiss. <laughs> no, and then he walks into the ocean. No! And tries to mate with the narwhals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what? No, he just walks into the ocean and disappears between, between beneath the waves and is never seen again. Oh, God, I hope that's the last episode. <laughs> it would have to be. No, there's like five more episodes of Goto being very sad by himself. It's a real downer. It's like the last season of The Office. They just didn't know what they were doing. The good news is, you two, this is all conjecture. And as we know, Date is in the prime of his life, a figure of health with not a goddamn thing wrong with him. I cannot cannot think of a healthier, less compromised individual in this time, in these difficult times. So healthy, so healthy, our Date, our precious boy, our precious milk jug toting fella. What a healthy, healthy motherfucker. Anyways, let's see what happens in the rest of the episode. And they fight. There's fight, yeah. They fight. And, and Oz shows up. Yeah, everyone's there. All of Date's friends are there. Uva shows up. He's got some. Oh, is it Uva or Kazari who shows up? It's Uva. 
Uva does a great move where Anka's about to throw the medals to Eiji and Uva just snatches one and then throws some yeah. trash yummies in there to like distract Ankh and maybe beat him up. Maybe, maybe just smudge his perfect face or something. And Kazari is there, but he's just creeping on people like usual. Yeah. And Date's fighting because he's so strong and so healthy. But then, bloop, 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 something goes weird with Date and we don't even know what. It looks like he's got a headache. Like a headache that's so bad that it breaks his engine. Yep. Also, now Oz has gorilla arms. Yeah. Ooh. Which is important because then he uses them as rocket hands to get rid of the trash. Yummy. So we, we clean up the problem for now and then they check on the buskers and they're like, hey, buskers, are you guys OK? And they're like, we're fine. We are going to very normally walk away like we both have Odin right in our pants. Uh, and, and people are like, what about your guitars? They're like, no, we just won't. Which I would be like, sweet yeah. for guitars. I was like, yeah, those look like nice guitars. I could learn to play the guitar if I just like, you know, if somebody left a nice guitar lying around because their dreams were shattered. Guess it's mine now. Back at Miss Havisham's Manor, uh, Kazari is wondering aloud to Maki why Uva wants medals that aren't his own. And then Kazari's like, wait, I think I know. I'm not going to tell you, but I think I do. And should I help? Did you guys figure it out? My assumption is that he thinks Uva is going to try to absorb those metals and become a weird tentacle elephant bug or something like that. Like what happened before Wrong. with Mazul and Gamel. But yeah, we go to we go to see what checking out with Uva and Uva's got like crates full of cell metals and he's he's counting the metals. He's like, I got Three gambles and four mazules. Hey, buddies, it's it's gonna be okay. I'm gonna go to the, the the elementary school at recess and see what I can trade these for. Hey, I got a I got a yoo-hoo and a bag of funyuns. <laughs> Does somebody want to trade me for a bent? No, he's he's trying to resurrect his buds. Yeah, obviously. Like we're all, like we're all trying to do right now. He's trying to create friends in isolation. And he's so close. <laughs> I'm just trying to maintain my friendships while I'm in isolation. I can't. I can't make new ones or resurrect old ones. A uh, a buddy of mine who is a single person on the hoof, uh, got uh, on her on one of her uh, dating apps. A guy was like, "Hey, mm. do you want to have a FaceTime first date?" And she was like, "I can't think of a thing I want to do less." Oh, a friend of mine from work uh, got messaged by somebody that she went on a couple of Tinder dates with a while ago and was like, hey, you want to hang out and watch a movie? Because it seems like the time to do that sort of thing. I mean, that at least, you know what? I'll say this. I'll say this for that. By the way, all of the very optimistic humans out there, at least that's Uh a game plan. Like, as opposed to just (laughs) being like, I don't know, you want to just like look at each other and then... um... (laughs) Dot, 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 wink something, I maybe? assume, like, they want to have a conversation. You want to talk before yeah. you meet someone in what? the flesh zone. Someday. What else is a date, aside from sitting sitting across from a person and talking? I don't even know. I Now I feel like we have to have a whole 1950s educational. Well, Adam, a date can be many things. Dun, 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 dun. Coronet presents. Oh, don't, don't even start on the ice cream social with me, Joshua. I was going to say maybe a weenie roast. Anyway, uh... <laughs> Oh, you'd like that. We cut to 
first place loser and she's checking her dropout form make sure she's filled it out correctly so that she can quit school like she promised and then two flappy gabbies just rock up and they're like hey did you hear about me Hina? our hot professor wants her to go to France just like you wanted to do but now all your dreams are over hey Shoko how's it going oh look at that huge wound on your arm we've got all the salt would you like some so she's real, uh, she's real pouty. She's pouty about it. Adorably pouty, I might even say. I mean, I'd be pouty about it too. Yeah. If my dreams had been crushed and a couple of, couple of girls came over and just wouldn't shut up about it. Meanwhile, at Kugami Central, Kugami calls in his old buddy Date. And he's like, hey, you're a doctor, right? That's the thing. <laughs> I'm going to say a bunch of stuff that I already know the answer to. You're a doctor, right? Take a look at this person's skull. What do we think about this? He's got an x-ray. Yeah. Remember this from the beginning of that one? Uh, I, oh, fuck. I, never mind. What was that video? The Offspring. The joke didn't work. Sorry. Oh, you're ta- you talking about the album cover? La, 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 la. Yeah, but they make them talk at the beginning of the video. Eh, I've not seen oh, any okay. Offspring. Well, that's you've, not true. You like, no, I mean, I meant music videos. Hey, hey, Date, did you ever see The World Is Not Enough? <laughs> Fine. You remember Christmas Jones? What was up with that? But also, you remember the villain? Remember his very specific problem? Christmas Jones. That was Denise Richards' name. God bless yeah. her. And we were and we were supposed to believe she was a scientist. <laughs> oh no, she was a nuclear physicist. Oh my friend. yeah, she's a scientist. Um, Christmas is coming more than once a year. Yeah, okay, but not a good movie. But, not a good Bond movie. No, I was good. You know what? It is a good movie, and you're wrong. Oh wait, is that the one that has Michelle Yeoh in it? No, it's the one with the cool boat chase at the beginning. No, yeah, now that's where you're wrong. And it's got the guy from Train. It's got the guy from Train Spotting. There is no such. Not that guy. The other. No, the other. The other. No, the other no, guy. No, the, the uh, yeah, Begbie. Oh, that is cool. <laughs> not Renton or Sick Boy or Spud. Rumpelstiltskin. The, the yeah. other other guy. There is yeah. there is the worst guy. No such thing as a cool boat chase. Anyways. It was a speedboat. I take it back. It went it went it it was a speedboat and it went through regular streets as well as on water, and I just thought it was good. Okay. And I don't even like boat chases. Hmph. Hmph. Uh anyways, he's like, hey, take a look at this skull. Something what you, something pretty hinky about it. And Date's like, Yeah, there's a bullet lodged right there. You might even say He's lucky to be alive. Hmm, this looks very familiar. Wait a second, is this mine? Kogami, you scam. I'd know my skull anywhere. <laughs> my beautiful, thick, thick skull. We cut. Fortunately thick enough to mostly stop a bullet. Yeah, it's, he's got Homer Simpson disease. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he's got a bullet lodged right at the back of his skull that at any moment could make him go all floopy flu, which means dead. <laughs> and uh i'm not a doctor and date is like so am i fired and kugami's like absolutely not i love your desire get out of here you dying scamp so but we gotta we gotta go to all lined up in case you uh take a dirt nap don't even worry about yeah, it. yeah he feels real brave uh he was telling me the other day over cake which is the only thing that anyone needs <laughs> by the way another thing uh that we have oh. that we've been tracking over 34 episodes that occasionally when when date you know will have like feel faint or will have problems or anything hang on hang on hang on Oh, a correction from the boys in the booth again. Date has been the picture of health this entire time until exactly right now. 
Listen, bullets bullets lodged in your head are weird that way. Sure. Also, I would like to point out that at least in our translation, Kogami describes the bullet having gone into Date's skull when he was, quote, attacked by natives. Mine said locals. And I don't think... I don't, what did you say? Locals during a war thing. That is a better translation. It is. Although when you say locals, I just feel like you're saying town, like townies, <laughs> right? Uh, what the fuck? What are you doing? I'm just a man. The only town, like uh, just Massachusetts. Uh, what the fuck are you doing here, Paul? Hey, get out of here with your Odin. We don't need your help. <laughs> he, went, he went to Royston Vasey <laughs> and he tried to go to the local shop and it didn't go well. This is a League of Gentlemen joke for like the five people who are going to recognize it, but they'll love We're it. We're all just going to quote the things that we love. That's all we can do. Isn't that how we always roll? Mm. So uh, Dante could die at any moment. New bit of news. This just in. Let's keep going. Hina <laughs> is... Wait, wait, wait. What? Hina? Wait, yes, wait. Hina. Wait, wait. In more important news, Hina <laughs> has real cute knees. Okay. What? No. Cute ass knees. <clears throat> Hina's overseeing a baseball thing. Sitting with her knees up and it's cute. Yes. She is watching children play baseball. A ball is accidentally thrown at her and she throws it back, nearly killing two children in the process because <laughs> she is crazy strong, except when it can help. It busts a Are glove. It, like, whirls against the fence Wait. enough to, like, Set cause it, it to fire. melt. Fire! <laughs> you know, like they mentioned most episodes, uh, you know, it comes up a lot. It's been referenced multiple times. And wait, sorry, sorry, one second. Getting, uh, getting, getting a little news in my earpiece. Oh, no, that is, uh, that is, in fact, something that has been referenced many times on the show. Carry on. Well, actually, maybe one of you two who can sort of vaguely read Japanese uh, can explain this. Uh, this was one of those moments where there was a scroll at the top of the screen in something in Japanese while Hina was throwing the ball very hard. Did either of you catch that and have any idea? what? My assumption was it was like, reminder, Hina's very strong. It's either a weather or news update or mm -hmm. something related to local. Oh, it has nothing to do with anything. No. Yeah, okay. local station that's, stuff. That's why it's not Or advertisement. Oh, okie doke. Might be reminding you to buy uh, Let's Go Rider Kick on uh, on Blu-ray. Oh, I don't know. P.S. P.S. my bros. Uh, I watched the end of the episode from last week. Right. To see that crazy ass thing. There's an app where you can learn the blood type of your favorite common rider? For a while, I, think, I don't know, three or four years or something, when they would do these big movies, they would also promote them online with what they call net movies uh which are internet movies uh and so you could stream them and they would break them up into like multiple sections that each had like five segments each or three segments or whatever so there would be you know a segment where they would do like a three minute skit about common writers like blood types and stuff like that and um you know like a press common writer press conference and it's like it's weird okay They're really weird well, and in weird. japan blood types are a zodiac metric yes that I, yeah. that i was aware of good um 
Anyway, hmm. Hina, here it was, so it was crazy. Uh, Hina kills two children with a baseball almost, <laughs> and then her and Ag just talk about dreams and stuff. And Ag's like, when I wanted to, when I was growing up, I wanted to be a fire truck and a wizard. I didn't write. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, and he was like, "That's amazing! <laughs> I never heard of a child wanting to be a bunch of different things. I've always wanted to be a fashion designer. Always, ever since I was born." Yeah. <laughs> Boy, oh boy, if there's one thing we know about old Nina is that she is a, she is just a monster with a needle and thread, a sewing machine. She wants to go to Mood and meet Swatch. And AG's like, well, if you want to always be fashion designer, why not go to France with ma'am? And she's like, well, what if my brother something happens? I remember once I was eating toast with him and he told me that he wanted me he wanted to smile because I did something good yep. instead of me smiling because he was good and I just can't do it. Shut up. And we flash back to this very moment where Oni Chan in, in, in <laughs> Okay. Possibly you just called him Demon Chan though. My mistake. What's the proper pronunciation? <laughs> Oni Chan. Oni Chan. Jeez. Oh. And my apologies. Better. To everyone. Everywhere. Uh, <laughs> her brother is like, you got to remember to always hang on to your dream. And then he pokes her in the forehead and leaves his finger there as if he was like checking her forehead's oil or like <laughs> testing the sebaceousness of her T-zone. It is a weird touch. Josh? What up? Do you have a younger sister? I do. Oh. Well, okay. I was gonna. T- I was gonna try there to tell you your that ammo. this is completely normal behavior. <laughs> I guess that's not gonna fly. Uh, no, I did not. I I was not uh, physically aggressive towards my sister. What my my sister's game plan was always to be physically aggressive towards me, uh, mm. and then like whack me or whatever. And then I would be like, "Hey, fucking cut that out!" And I would like try and shove her back, and then she'd be like, "Mom, he hit me," and uh, that was. I'd say this about 90% of my childhood was basically just getting provoked by my sister and then getting yelled at by my mom. Ah, uh, the old switcheroo. It's the old switcheroo. But not in this case. Uh, her brother is just like, I'm going to poke you in the head until you love your dream. Which, by the way, don't do that. <laughs> I'm going to do that next time I see my sister. I'm just going to poke her straight in the forehead. Be like, hey, you follow your dream. Yeah, boink. Damn it. And AG's like, I can babysit your brother while Onk's still possessing him. And then second place girl shows up like fucking Daffy Duck <laughs> in the Alibaba Bugs cartoon. And she's like, it's mine, you understand? Go, go, go! Down, down, down! Mine, mine, mine! I'm rich! I'm a wealthy miser! <laughs> She is just, she is just fucking bouncing off the wall. She's like, you don't want to go? Then I'm going to go. I'm going to go to friends. I'm going to wear a beret and a striped shirt and run around on a bike. Got a loaf of bread. Uh, and then the unicorn shows up. Wait, wait, wait. You forgot the most important thing. Is it? I think, I think it was, I think a lot was covered there. No, you forgot the most important. Thing, What's that? Which is that she's wearing black stockings that go slightly above her knee. <laughs> hey, 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 Adam! I just want—I yeah. just want you to know, I did notice that. Yeah, okay, I've been self-isolating for like two and a half weeks. All right, leave me alone. The and absolute I, zone has no place here. 
Uh, <laughs> although, although I'm not saying I'm thirsty, but ooh, this uh, half and half looks real good right now. Although I did, huh? Um, although I did not make a written note, I I will I will share with the listeners that I did go, huh? Hmm. Hmm. Is that is, is that like your equivalent of swing? You know, it was not. It was, we don't Probably have to not. Get, no. We don't have to get into the full details, okay. but I was just like, "Oh, that's nice. Great. Okay, that's great." Hey, at least I'm not the only one. Um, I, I mean, look, because everybody cares about who I do and don't find attractive, I will say, second place girl, first place in my heart. She's real <gasps> cute. Oh. She's cute. Well, well, she's real cute. Well, she's so distracted she's, she's berating Hina for not wanting to go to France that a unicorn <laughs> sneaks up on her. Like an yes. entire oh. unicorn man. Unicorn man. And AG's like, look out, unicorn. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I wish Ankh was here. He's usually here by now. Well, guess I'll just use my human strength. So he just, he just, so again, and again, it wouldn't be great if somebody there who without Ankh had the ability to be like super strong and powerful, but I guess not. Uh, hey, spoilers, that does happen later and it doesn't go well. It doesn't, but should should AG's soft pink body be the first line of defense when we have a tank of a human with cute knees? I no. Yeah, but she's she's defending the the girl with cute stockings. See, that's my that's my favorite one. She knows she knows that AG's going to turn into an evil dinosaur if things go south. Look, it's fine. It's fine. Date's there. Yay! Well, Ankh shows up and and in time for. Age to henshin instead of getting murdered. Everyone's buddies show up, and all the buddies show up. And Uva's there too. Yeah, it's all of our friends. And then Date is like, well, "I'm gonna take care of this unicorn." But then this little bullet in his head is like, "Ah, uh-uh, bitch!" And he goes zit 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 and falls over. Yes. Also, uh, Ag learns that he can pull out his dinosaur axe without turning into a dinosaur that's gonna kill everybody. And he feeds his axe some yummy yummy cell metals, and it goes gulp. And then he swings it around and no more trash ends. In the words of Matthew Sweet, he's coming back with his dinosaur axe. <laughs> Look it up. It's a great joke. Is that from Girlfriend? It I is. No, it's from. very many Matthew Sweets. It's from Altered Beast. Not as good as Girlfriend, but a great record nonetheless. <laughs> While Dante is, dis- is distracted by his brain bullet, uh, <laughs> the unicorn wanders off and is like, oh, there's a person. Hey, hey, what's your dream? What's your dream? So here's the thing is that they like, they started off like overlooking the children's baseball game and then they ended up in the forest and then Hina and first loser like appear to have like run the wrong direction because they just sort of show up there and they're like, wait, oh no, we should have gone left. It's like a fucking Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Like if you just run long (laughs) enough, you're back where you started. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. He's like, oh no, the map looped around. Well, they're like running away because they see this horrifying unicorn and then first loser trips and yep. falls and becomes a victim to the unicorn. They learned how to run from watching AG last episode. Now the unicorn has Hina in his thrall. Actually, that's unfair of me. In their thrall. We don't know how this unicorn is gendered. <laughs> and a dress appears as if it were being hung on a hanger one foot above the line of the camera. Hmm. Hina gets in the way so that Shoko's dream oh, yeah. doesn't get stolen. Yes. And she grabs the unicorn's hand with her strong hands while he's trying to reach out. And he can't do it. But unfortunately, he has two hands. Yes. So she tried. 
She gave it. She gave it a go. She did, but then the unicorn is like whiz, 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 uh, yes. and a dress appears above her head because that is the visualization of her dream. And the and she's like she's fighting it with every atom mm. in her body. She's like, nope, please come on, don't don't be a dick. <laughs> uh, he rips the dress in half. Shush. And the, and you know who hates that? Everybody. No, Ankh's body. Because Ankh's body drags him over there and tries to punch the unicorn in the face very gently. With his fleshy fist. Yeah, Ankh's yep. fleshy fist drives itself into the unicorn's face and bounces off. <laughs> yeah, just like, dunk. Well, that did not even occur to me watching it twice that that was her brother uh, all of meing his way back to consciousness. Oh, yeah. From the sunken place, but I guess that is exactly <laughs> what has happened. Um, so now every Josh, I beg you to just pick one metaphor, though. I, I refuse. Yeah, okay. Uva gets another couple of medals, and that's not great. Well, Kazari shows up and is like, hey, AG, I'ma help you. I'm so helpful. And he's like, oh, Uva, you're so strong. My medals popped out. He's like, oops, I dropped all these medals that happen to be Gamal <laughs> oh, and Mazul's color. Oh, goodbye. I'm so I'm weak. leaving. I better run, run away. away. Oopsie. I guess I have to bend over to pick them up. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, my skirt is so short. Oops. Etc. Knees. So uh, Ankh, of course, seeing seeing that there's medals afoot, shoots shoots his arm off and like goes to grab them. But Uva's like, "Get away!" And he's like, "Fine, I guess I'll go back to my stupid body." But wait, Ankh's arm can't go back on Detective. And then Detective opens his eyes and was like, "Hey, has everything been real weird for about thirty five half hours?" And then we get like a subtext that's like, and that's when the detective opened his eyes. And we end. We end there. It's just like, this was being relayed in a story format somehow. Like there was a narrator. <laughs> this is A.G. telling his grandkids. Yes! This and is detective all. shed a single tear. It's the presently, it's and then you just cut to Peter Falk yeah. and Fred Savage. I was like, Dad, no, Grandpa, tell it right. I can't be without a body. All right, all right. Here's one more thing. I'll just tell you. In the history of arms falling off of bodies. (laughs) None were more inevitable. Maybe you can read read about the knees this time, I guess. Uh, You didn't tell me this was going to be a knees book, Grandpa. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just a magazine called Awesome Knees. After this, we're gonna watch a French. We're gonna watch a French movie about a girl named Claire. <laughs> hey, let me tell. Tell me, grandson, have you ever seen anything by Lars von Trier? <laughs> more of a Haneke man. Claire's uh. knee is not like a von Lars von Trier movie. There's like fields of wheat and stuff. It's very French. Um, and then that da 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 farts. That's the end. And who knows what's going to happen next week, except probably something with the brother. And who knows? 
No, they're just going to drop this plot line. Like God, that would, that would be amazing. It's like, <laughs> just going to be a weird, a regular, no, it's going to be like the second half of a regular Monster of the Week episode with like a whole subplot and somebody you don't remember who who has a problem to deal with. It's just going to be real No, weird. come on. The unicorn escaped. So the unicorn has to explode next episode. <laughs> And then at the end, the unicorn shows up and explodes out of nowhere. Yeah. Or maybe the the unicorn runs into uh, Date and Goto and they come up with some sort of mutually beneficial plan where there are really no strings attached. Wait. Okay, no. How about this? The unicorn runs into Date and Goto. Oh, boy. Okay, no, no. And, and the unicorn tries to take their dreams and it reaches out at the same time like with the guitar boys and they're both dreaming of each other and the unicorn thinks that's so cute he lets them be oh he so he doesn't like rip it apart like a body pillow no no he's like oh <laughs> you guys and he just puts them back and pats them on the head and goes hang on hey cory how many body pillows have you ripped apart <laughs> uh, recently oh <laughs> i mean that just that just came to yeah, no, he just he just he just rip them apart like a body pillow. That thing that we all rip apart on a week to week basis. <laughs> Listen, they make some pretty cheap body pillows in Japan. I bet. Well, but they do have anime girls on them, so yeah. Well, and that's our show, and this is the, yeah. the last episode. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everybody. What did you think of the episode? Uh, I really enjoyed how it uh, how it brought in Monster of the Week vibes with the ongoing story realness. I was fine with the whole thing. I am very. I I am also. I'm much. I feel myself much more forgiving and giving towards these episodes because there is an end in sight. Whether it is that we make it to the 48th episode or I die in the parking lot of a hospital sometime in the next 10 weeks. <laughs> Oh. It's gonna be over. <laughs> I mean, I know which one I'm voting for. Me too. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'm plumping for episode 48. I've never been more excited <laughs> to see this thing through. You're plumping? Uh, yeah. What does that mean? I, I don't know. Are you Eat. eating? Are you trying to get fatter so that you can absorb it? What's happening? I You know what? I'm going to be perfectly honest. About 62 years ago, I heard Rick, Ricky Gervais use that <laughs> phrase in one of his stupid pod. Back when that was the only podcast. And I was wow. like, that's a, <laughs> okay. that's a funny English turn of phrase. Uh, and I've never, I've never trotted it out until just now. And you're right, everyone. It's weird. <laughs> Maybe just don't take comedy pointers from Ricky Gervais. You know, at the time he was real funny and now that is not the case. Mm. It, it Some... did used to be true that he was funny. That podcast was okay, real funny. Carl Pilkington, real funny. Stephen Merchant, real funny. Merchant, Merchant, I don't know. Yeah. Isn't Stephen Merchant probably maybe still funny? Yeah, probably. Uh, he okay. was great in uh, Everyone's a Nazi, but it's cool. What the fuck was that called? Jojo Yeah, right. yeah that <laughs> was good. Jojo, yeah. yeah. He was very tall. He was exceptionally tall. Yeah, I heard he put on Three inches for no, I don't know. That's not how it works. <laughs> I heard they put him on a stool to make him look taller, is what I heard. Well, and that's our show. Corey, say the things. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. You can find me on Twitter at Absolar, unless Adam wants to say how the episode felt. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was no, it was it was it was fine. I I liked it. Yeah, me too. It was great. I'm Josh Kagan. You can find me at Josh A. Kagan on Instagram. I'm Adam Wasserman. You can find me 
on Twitter and Instagram at Gold Sarcasmium, where my sister follows me, so I have to be way more polite. Yeah, if she gets out of line, just poke her in the head and tell her to follow her dreams. That's a good point. Maybe she'll go to France and leave me alone. With with Van. <laughs> Goodbye. Maybe she'll leave her guitar behind. <laughs> <laughs>